So what does Jesus do that the law cannot do? That's a question that is not simply theological, but it is enormously important to our emotional and spiritual stability. We're going to explore it. It's in Romans chapter 8, and the answer is in verses four and uh, 3 and 4. Well, this is Colin Cook. Thanks for joining me today. This is How It Happens, a broadcast on the good news. I appreciate your being here. This is a broadcast that trains your faith, that helps you to know how to believe and in what to believe. We go through the book of Romans every year or so, and uh, in that book you will find a description, or rather descriptions, of the gospel and of what God's work is in Christ that are unequaled anywhere in the Bible. And you will also find descriptions of how faith believes, how we learn how to believe. Faith is not a natural thing, as I said the other day. It's a gift from God because our human nature is not trained, or rather not amenable even, to to trust. It is full of doubt and full of fear and guilt. And so God comes along with his Holy Spirit, with the good news of the gospel, to teach us how to believe and to give us the actual gift of faith. So Romans chapter 8 is life in the kingdom of grace, life in the kingdom uh, of grace that is freed from the power of death. The book of Romans chapter 8 is all about the resurrected life of Jesus Christ and how we live in that resurrected life of Christ who has risen from the dead for us. He says there's now no condemnation, therefore, because the law that was uh, against us uh, because we were sinners, um, has we have died to it by faith. We have died to it, not in the sense that we don't feel temptations anymore, but in that Christ's death is counted as ours. So we are treated as, by God, as if we had already been judged and executed in Christ, and we now have, uh, that is on the cross, and we now have a new resurrected life in Christ. Now he says, for what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh. You remember we talked about this yesterday? What could the law not do? Why couldn't the law do what it was supposed to do? Well, what it, its aim was to do? Because it was weak in the flesh. That is to say, it was weakened by our human nature. Our human nature is already flawed. It is already broken. It has already the seeds of sin and death in it the moment we come onto this planet. And therefore, the law could not create within us what we might think it should create within us, which is righteousness and goodness. And so Jesus comes along. Now, this is where we come to the second part of the verse. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, on account of sin, he condemned sin in the flesh. Now, you have to be really careful how you read this verse. The law, let us remind ourselves, could not do two things. It could not forgive us, and it could not bring us righteousness. Now, again, we need to 
get out of the mere figures of speech here and talk about what goes on in the mind. Remember that the law is what our conscience is revealing to us, a consciousness of right and wrong, of good and evil, of serving sin or serving God. Now, the law could not forgive us. Have you ever tried to forgive yourself by your conscience? Have you ever tried to look into your mind and heart and said, well, I need to forgive myself for those things that I did? It's not possible, because our conscience is continually telling us, no, you were wrong, and uh, that's all there is to it. There's no forgiveness for that wrong. You hear people in the world say, I know, uh, well, they don't say, I know God forgives me, but that's a kind of phraseology, uh, phraseology that is often used, isn't it? I know God forgives me, but I can't forgive myself. Well, when they say that, of course, they really don't understand that God has forgiven them and how he's done it. But the law, you see, then cannot forgive because all the law can do is to declare what is right and wrong and what is sinful and what is good. And this is going on in our conscience all the time. If you look to your conscience for freedom from guilt, you will never find it. Now then, the law also could not make us righteous. Now our conscience says, you know, you ought to do this. This is what you must do. Well, we start on a New Year's resolution or something, or a new resolve, and what happens? Well, within a week or a few weeks or even a few hours, we've lost the resolution. We've, we've lost the resolve. We just can't keep going that way. So God does something that the law cannot do. This is verse 3, you see. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his own Son. Okay, God sends his Son, then what? In the likeness of sinful flesh, in other words, like a human being. It says in the likeness of sinful flesh, because actually Jesus was not a sinner, but he came under all the forces and powers of the, human, of the fallen human nature. It's hard to understand how that can be, but that's what it's implying. God did. He sent his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh, not in sinful flesh, but the likeness of it. And then notice, it says in the, in the, in the New King James Version, on account of sin, but the Greek is simply for sin. Now, don't miss that. God did something, sending his own son in the likeness of, of sinful flesh for sin. That is, on behalf of the sin state of the world, the Adam kingdom, which is the kingdom of sin and death. And Jesus, in that word for, is all the meaning of the gospel the substitutionary work of Jesus Christ. You know that Paul is looking into the Old Testament when he says that. In the book of Leviticus, the word for sin is used many, many times. Those animal sacrifices were 
in place of, as it were, our sacrifice, our death. Those animal deaths were in place of our death. Jesus' death was in place of ours. But for what purpose? To take the judgment, to take the judgment of sin upon himself. Now, you know, I've taught this for years, and you've heard me teach it, and you think it sounds repetitive, possibly. But let me tell you this. The mind cannot take this in. The idea that someone else takes the judgment of my sins, the execution that my sins deserve, and takes it upon himself, God himself in the person of his Son, is simply contrary to my intellect, contrary to my intuition, contrary to everything that makes logical sense. This is why faith has to be a gift. It has to be a gift from God to believe this. You see, I need to be able to quieten down the guilt and shame that my mind continually confronts me with. And the answer I have to that is that I present to my mind and to my conscience the death of Jesus Christ, because the death of Jesus Christ was not only an expression of God's love for me, but an act of justice, an act in which the courts of heaven no longer have a charge against me. That's what the death of Jesus does. God decides to take the judgment himself in the person of his Son so that there is no judgment against me. This is what the law, you see, could not do. Conscience cannot alleviate your sense of guilt. That's what it means when it says the law cannot do what it's supposed to do because it's weak in the flesh. The law, conscience cannot alleviate the guilt of your mind. But faith in Jesus Christ can, because Jesus came for sin and condemned sin in the flesh. That is to say, he took all of humanity's sin, all the humanity's sin is sin in the flesh, and he condemned it in his own life on behalf of all the world. That is the incredible miracle. And that's why it's obvious that Jesus is not simply a human being. Jesus is God among men. God took the sin of the world, the whole sin of the human race, all the accumulated fleshliness of sin, and took the judgment of it on the cross. Now, this is why we can walk free from condemnation. It is not an understanding that comes to the mind by intellect, as I have said many times now. It is an understanding that comes to the Spirit by faith. Remember that when Peter said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God, Jesus said, Blessed are you, Peter, for flesh and blood has not revealed that to you, but my Father in heaven. You see then that flesh and blood, that is the natural intellect, cannot receive the things of God. But faith in Jesus comes from God as a gift. We hear the good news, which is completely out of this world, that God became a man and took the burdens of the world upon himself, 
and then we hear the completely inhuman news that that death that Jesus took upon himself was for us so that our judgment is no longer relevant. It is no longer upon us. Now you lift up your heart then and you say, Father, thank you so much that I am freed. You remember in Ephesians 5.20, it says, Give thanks every day for everything, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. It says that also in five, 1 Thessalonians 5.18. Why would we give thanks? Because Jesus Christ has done for us what we could never do. Sin has already been condemned. It has already been judged in the personhood of Jesus Christ. Do not go on and on beating yourself up. Do not try to make yourself feel bad as a Christian in order to stop doing what you're doing. It will never work. That is you trying to make put judgment upon your sin yourself. That is your idolatry. You cannot do it. People cut themselves. People get into massive states of depression, all trying to get rid of uh, or, or atone for their sins. You cannot do it. By faith in Jesus Christ, that is the ordained arrangement of God. Receive it into your heart. Thanks for listening today. And if you'd like to help to support the program, please feel free to do so. This program costs uh, $39 per 15 minutes, and that is about $850 to $900 per month. You can make your donation in one of two ways. By mail, simply send your donation to FaithQuest, P.O. Box 366, Littleton, Colorado, 80160. That's FaithQuest, P.O. Box 366, Littleton, Colorado, 80160. Or you can make your donation online at faithquestradio.com. That is faithquestradio.com. Thanks so much then for all your support. I'll see you next time. Cheerio and God bless.